Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A U.S. Uh, the U.S. has launched a retaliatory strike after a drone attack on Iraqi military base wounds three U.S. service members. The Pentagon has now confirmed uh, a drone attack by an Iran-affiliated terrorist group on a military base in Iraq happened early Monday morning. It has left three U.S. service members wounded. The Pentagon has said and prompted President Biden to order, quote, retaliatory strikes. The attack on the Erbil Air Base in northern Iraq was conducted by Hezbollah militants, backed by Iran. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said in a statement, one of the three service members wounded is in critical condition, Austin disclosed. In response, thank goodness, Mr. Biden, after being brief and holding a call with Austin and his national security team, ordered retaliatory strikes on three locations utilized by Hezbollah and affiliated groups focused specifically on unmanned aerial drone activities. The national security spokesman uh, Watson said in this statement, now according to U.S. Central Command, the retaliatory strike on the three sites all located in Iraq were conducted at 8.45 Eastern time and likely killed a number of the Hezbollah militants. No civilians, they say, were believed to have been wounded and or killed, CENTCOM also said in a statement. This obviously is significant. Iraqi officials said the U.S. strike killed one militant and injured 18. The Associated Press is now also reporting. Baghdad has denounced the U.S. strikes as a, quote, hostile act. The AFP news agency is reporting the government called them an unacceptable attack on Iraqi sovereignty and that damaged relations, they claim, 
between Iraq and the U.S. There have been dozens of attacks by Iranian-backed militant groups and militias targeting U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria since the violent October 7th terrorist assault on Israel by Hamas, a group that U.S. officials have long said receives financial and material aid and support from Iran. And in response, U.S. forces have conducted several rounds of strikes on what defense officials say are Iranian-linked weapons facilities and Iran-backed fighters. Now, on November the 20th, several U.S. service members were injured in another ballistic missile attack by Iran-backed militias on another air base in Iraq. The Pentagon has confirmed as well. And in similar fashion to Monday's retaliation, the U.S. immediately launched strikes on militia-linked facilities and personnel. Now, this is the part that is so frustrating. What is so frustrating is we know where to hit and we're not hitting them in advance. Let me say that again. We know where to hit, and we're not hitting them in advance. This also comes as a very somber time in Israel, including in Bethlehem. If you talk about Christmas, and you know the history of Christmas, you understand the significance of the holy site Bethlehem. What has happened this Christmas in Bethlehem because of the attacks by Hamas and the pro-Palestinian groups They have basically had to shut it down. I want you to hear another story, again, shocking story, about what's happening in Israel because of their threats against their country. Take a listen to this from CBS. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Major Garrett in for Nora. We begin this Christmas night in Gaza with some of the most intense fighting since the start of the war. Israel launched airstrikes on about 200 targets in the last 24 hours including a refugee camp. That strike killed more than 100 civilians. Anger and frustration over hostages held by Hamas is growing. Family members heckled Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu today during a speech to Parliament. Their message, bring their loved ones home. And now fears the war will escalate beyond Gaza after a suspected Israeli airstrike on the Syrian capital of Damascus killed a senior leader of Iran's Revolutionary Guard. Iran is vowing revenge. Elsewhere, Pope Francis used his Christmas message to ask the world to pray for peace as he called for a ceasefire and the release of all hostages. CBS's MTS Taya will start us off tonight from East Jerusalem as the Egyptian government introduces an ambitious plan to end the war. MTS, good evening. Good evening. Well, the Egyptian proposal includes a ceasefire, a phased release of hostages and the creation of a Palestinian government of experts who would lead the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. But amid reports Hamas has already rejected the deal, Israeli airstrikes on Gaza are only intensifying. Christmas was a day of carnage in Gaza. After the Israeli military carried out dozens of airstrikes on the Maghazi refugee camp, killing at least 100 Palestinians, according to the Hamas-run Ministry of Health. In what's being described as one of the deadliest Israeli attacks since the fighting began, on the ground, the grief was unbearable. As a father hugged the lifeless body of his child. The Israeli military said it was reviewing the incident. After announcing 17 of its soldiers had been killed over the weekend, its worst two-day losses since early November. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu met with soldiers in northern Gaza, where he told them, 
We will not stop. Forget anyone who talks about stopping. Elsewhere, in the West Bank city of Bethlehem, in the shadow of the Church of the Nativity, a soul incubator. Inside, a figure representing baby Jesus as a symbol of Gaza's vulnerable babies. A grim theme also on display in nearby Manger Square, where a stark nativity scene of Christ born amid rubble and barbed wire was set up. This Christmas, the holy city of Bethlehem was in no mood to celebrate. Back in Gaza, the small Christian community, one of the world's oldest, continued to struggle to survive, but danger is everywhere around them. Two women, 81-year-old Nahida Khalil Antun and her 50-year-old daughter Samar, were shot and killed by an Israeli sniper as they walked between church buildings. In Bethlehem, we met Nahida's grandson, Jaudit, who is sick with worry for his grieving grandfather. I don't know what she did to deserve this, he says. She was just an innocent old lady. It's Christmas. How are you feeling today? We are all sad, anxious and full of worry, he says. They are trapped and under siege without food or water. There is nothing to celebrate. And tonight, Israel says it's bracing for retaliation from Tehran, as Iranian state media reports that an Israeli airstrike in Syria killed a high-ranking Iranian military leader, with the Revolutionary Guard saying Israel will pay for his killing, a threat that only adds to the concern this war could spread across the region. Major. You listen to that report, and again, this is the Iranian media now reporting major retaliatory attacks will take place. Major retaliatory attacks will take place on Israel. This after, and a lot of people don't understand this, so I want to make sure this is very clear. Um, the part that I think is the most frustrating is notice how even the media is promoting, yet again, every single bit of information that comes out. From the Hamas, you know, Palestinian government as fact. Did, did you notice that? They're, they're acting like it is all fact. If they say 100 people got murdered, right, that's how they report it. We know that they lie. We know that they manipulate. We know that they don't tell the truth. We know that they are constantly not telling us accurately what's really going on and what's happening. And yet... You hear in the media, they still continue to report it by saying, well, this is what they're saying and putting it out there. Israel has already responded in several different ways, uh, in several different ways that, that they've said, hey, some of the information that you just heard is not accurate, saying that we hit this certain site where there was all these innocent people. They're also saying is not accurate at this hour. Also, internally, they're saying the number of people that came, number of police, uh, or excuse me, number of people that went to the hospital does not match up with the number of victims that they are claiming actually happened in one of those attacks. I just want to put that information out there. But you go back to the core, you go back to the basics of this. You can hear, and this is happening, and I warned you it was going to happen. There is a massive, massive turn against Israel happening right now. It is full speed ahead against anyone who disagrees with what Israel is doing, defending themselves. You heard Netanyahu there telling them, we will not stop, we will not stop. After what happened to them uh, on the 7th, I do not blame them for, quote, not stopping. 
For more than 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They stand behind their values and they stand behind exceptional service. They're an example of putting the cause ahead of profit, and that is why I am proud to partner with them. Starting today, Patriot Mobile is extending their Black Friday deal with the Every Friday Matters deal. And you can get a free smartphone when you switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the radical left. Now, when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, our veterans and first responders. And more than just that, they are actually a 100% U.S.-based company with customer service teams that make switching easy. So you can keep your same number you have right now. You can keep your existing phone or, for a limited time, get a free smartphone from Patriot Mobile. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or call them 972-PATRIOT. Use the promo code FRIDAY76. That's FRIDAY76. Again, get a free smartphone with promo code FRIDAY76. This is a limited time offer. Join me. Make the switch today at PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or 972-PATRIOT. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I want to get to one other aspect of what also is happening right now in this in the country, in the world. And, and it doesn't deal with Israel. It doesn't deal with Iran. And I'm going to keep monitoring that for you. But it deals with the economy. There are a lot of people over the holidays that were talking about the economy and how things are changing. Joe Biden has come out and he was asked a simple question about the economy and just how bad the economy is right now and how things are turning. Listen to what Joe Biden had to say about the current economic conditions. About the economy, sir, what's your outlook on the founding of here? All good. Take a look. Go report it the right way. Go, go start, start, start reporting it the right way. He's mumbling his words there, but he said, with the economy, it is all good. Nothing wrong with the economy. Go and report it the right way. Problem is, Democrats are now moving the opposite of that. As Democratic colleague dodging questions on Donald Trump's economy, admitting Rokana saying food and gas prices are high, along with the rent and interest rates. That's right. On Friday's broadcast on Fox News Channel America reports, Representative Rokana, a Democrat from California, told the truth about where the economy is especially as new polling data is showing that many Americans feel very uneasy heading into next year. Take a listen. Americans have mixed feelings about the state of the economy heading into 2024, and it's causing some alarm among Democrats over President Biden making Bidenomics a major focus of his reelection campaign. Let's bring in California Democratic Congressman Ro Khanna for more on this. Uh, Congressman, thanks so much for being here. Uh, I want to start off with just some some graphics of the price change on some big um, sectors since the president took office and now. I mean, if you look at gas, it's up 27 percent over this period of time that he's been in office. Uh, electricity, 23 percent. Food, 20 percent. Rent, 18 percent. Uh, and if you go over to borrowing rates, the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 140 percent. Car loans, nearly 60. The list goes on. So that's really what's being reflected in the polls, why people are not happy about the state of the economy. Do you think that the president should stick with Bidenomics? Well, I think we have to acknowledge that rents are high, interest rates are high, food and gas prices are high, but wages also have gone up. And this president has ushered in a manufacturing revolution to bring back jobs. I was encouraged today that Secretary Raimondo said, no, we're not going to allow this Nippon steel company to buy U.S. steel. We're going to look into it. That's a big issue. I think the administration needs to reject that deal and emphasize bringing manufacturing home. But does does Bidenomics itself work? I mean, if you ditch Bidenomics, it might look like a failure on his uh, big reelection initiative, but it does to a lot of people seem out of touch. Do, Do you think he should stick with the moniker? Yes or no? Well, yeah, Bidenomics is about bringing manufacturing back. I think most people would agree about that. Bidenomics is about increasing wages for the working class. That doesn't mean you say everything is rosy. Obviously, you acknowledge interest rates are high caused by the Fed. Obviously, you acknowledge that uh, prices are high. Okay, so your team Bidenomics, appreciate that. I want to go quickly to this uh, news in Colorado. By, By the way, let's just stop there. I love how he's like, oh, everything's too high, but Bidenomics is somehow still working. Wait, what? I mean, it's still working. How is it still working? Like, are you kidding me? I think we have to acknowledge that rents are high, interest rates are high, food and gas prices are high, but wages have also gone up, and the president has ushered in manufacturing revolution. We are now in a revolution. He said we he is ushered in a manufacturing revolution to bring back jobs. When did that happen? 
He said, I was encouraged today by the secretary saying, no, we're not going to allow this Asian, this Chinese steel company to buy U.S. steel. We're going to look into it. That's a big issue. That doesn't mean that you manufactured a, 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 or ushered in a manufacturing revolution to bring back jobs. By the way, I'm all in favor of bringing back jobs. But you listen to the host there asking, does Bidenomics itself work? Quote, if you ditch Bidenomics, it might look like a failure on his reelection initiative, but it does to a lot of people seem out of touch. Do you think you should stick with the monikers, yes or no? Khan saying, well, yeah, Bidenomics about bring manufacturing back. Since when? Show me real and big manufacturing that's coming back. I'd love to see it. I don't see it. I don't believe you. The facts don't back it up. The facts don't adequately back up any of this. The idea that this is somehow working. I'm sorry. The idea that Bidenomics isn't anything but a disaster, not because I say it. I want to be clear about that. It, it, it is not because I say it. It's because that's the reality of the situation based on data, based on stats, based on home prices, mortgage prices, interest rates. The list goes on and on. It, it's based on all of that. It's not based on politics or political ideology, right, that it can be good for one and bad for another. Okay, that's not the case at all. It's very clear, it is abundantly clear, that it is because of a a very simple thing. He has put in policies and put in programs that clearly do not work and have not worked. That is Bidenomics, whether you want to admit it or not. That's what Bidenomics is. That's what Bidenomics looks like. And the American voter is smart enough to understand now that things cost more. The the American voters are smart enough to understand that the prices are high. And the reason why prices are high is because of is because of what I just mentioned. When your policies are a failure and, and notice this, the Democratic Party is refusing. Okay, let's be very, 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 very clear. The Democratic Party is refusing to admit that their policy is hurting Americans and they'd rather stick by a slogan than tell you the truth. They would rather stick by binomics than admit that the policy isn't working and maybe we should be doing something different. That's how little they care about you and your family. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in president ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. What we do know is the southern border has become a real issue for the president of the United States of America. The Texas border, wide open, as these sectors uh, of the border have been shuttered, their stations, for catch and release to take place because there's an overwhelming surge of migrants crossing. The Rio Grande has forced the busiest border sector in Texas to close Border Patrol stations so that the personnel that normally works there can be reassigned to migrant processing and what they're referring to as transportation duties, chauffeurs for illegal immigrants. According to a U.S. Customs and Border Protection source, the announcement came on Friday hoping that no one would notice, ordering managers to cease operations at stations in Carrizo Springs, Comstock, Uvalde, and Brackettville, Texas. The move, they say, will leave more than 10,000 square miles within the sector without any Border Patrol presence. Let me say that again. This move by the Biden administration will leave more than 10,000 square miles, 10,000 square miles within those sectors without any Border Patrol presence at all. In recent weeks, the Biden administration shuttered the Eagle Pass Bridge uh, one port of entry and the rail br- railroad bridge linking Eagle Pass to Mexico. What do they do? They reassign personnel to address the continuing migrant surge. The railroad line was shut to slow the flow of migrants, as that is the primary mode of transportation for the group of migrants, sometimes in the thousands to reach the U.S. border from the interior of Mexico. The rail bridge reopened earlier Friday, signaling the flow of migrants may continue unabated in the coming days. The announcement on Friday also included instructions to some Border Patrol agents and their managers that the holiday leave that was scheduled more than a year in advance may be canceled for a few employees that qualified. The sources said, as with previous migrant surges in the area, the Department of Homeland Security has not put forth any solution to the massive crossings 
and has left the Border Patrol to deal with the monumental task of providing humanitarian care for thousands and thousands that are arriving and breaking into this country illegally every single day. Sources also said that this move to shutter operations could not have come at a worse time, saying this, the cartels know that we have fewer agents on patrol during the holiday season. We heighten our alert during these times to combat this. With no agents on patrol inland or on the immediate border, we are inviting them to move contraband at high volumes and high target values at will with no threat of being caught, no threat of apprehension. This is the biggest Christmas present the U.S. has ever given to the drug cartels. Earlier this week, we also, as I mentioned, the agency shut down all Border Patrol highway inspection checkpoints for the same reason. The checkpoints are a critical tier in the Border Patrol security strategy and serve as the last line of defense to prevent migrants and, most importantly, fentanyl and other narcotics from leaving the border region. As of Saturday morning, the processing facility was nearly five times over capacity, holding 4,800 migrants in a soft-sided processing facility designed to hold 1,000. At another temporary outdoor staging site uh, near the Camino Rio International Bridge, there was nearly 500 migrants still waiting transportation, according to sources. The source says the administration is choosing to exercise options that further decrease border security to address the surge instead of ending the wide-scale practice of catch and release. Quote, it boggles the mind that we are leaving the border wide open, not responding to migrant incursions onto private property or stemming the flow of fentanyl simply because we can't effectively remove migrants who we know do not qualify for asylum. The source is emphasized saying this, policies previously available to Border Patrol, including the Remain in Mexico policy and others that stem the abuse of asylum of the asylum system, are no longer an option under the current administration. The impacts of the crossings are also felt by local communities that rely on the ports of entry for legal crossings, for tourism, shopping, and employment. The highway checkpoints serve as the last line of defense for the Border Patrol to, to, to detect human smuggling, sex trafficking, child sex exploitation, and smuggling and other cross-border crimes such as fentanyl smuggling, which is killing more young people in this country than anything else. These closed stations, they say, will also not be available to respond to calls for assistance from local law enforcement miles from the border. As was reported last week, the increase in crossings has frustrated local residents as well as city leaders who are exacerbated by the level of migrant crossings facing the small towns of Eagle Pass, Texas. The mayor there took to social media earlier this month to express his frustration with the surge of migrants flooding into the city, describing the constant flow of migrants into the city as a immigration disaster. Salinas chided Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas for visiting Uvalde, Texas, a city 60 miles away from the border region, 
but failing to visit one of the busiest migrant crossing spots in Eagle Pass during the visit. Migrant crossings remain roughly 2,000 per day in the Del Rio sector alone. They peaked at a new level last week with those numbers at more than 4,000 illegal immigrants coming across in the, in the, in the Del Rio sector in a 24-hour period. Most of the migrants being encountered at the Del Rio sector, where 4,000 people came across the border in a 24-hour period, are coming from Venezuela, Honduras, Colombia, according to local sources. Most of them arrive at the border city on freight trains and immediately cross the Rio Grande into the neighboring city of Eagle Pass. Once they're there, there are problems. Law enforcement and military authorities on both sides of the border have remained powerless to slow the stop of the crossings because the United States government and our president is refusing to give them what they need to protect and defend themselves. So to be clear, this is a process that we're talking about right now that is avoidable. This is a process that not only is avoidable, This is a scenario that could be stopped with a simple change in policy. A simple change in policy that would take hours to begin to implement. Hours. Not days. Hours. And we have a president of the United States of America who has come out and made it very clear, I'm not changing a damn thing. I'm not doing anything differently. I'm not doing anything to stop this. This is all being done by design. And that's part of what you need to understand. This is all being done by design. This president wants there to be a flood of illegal immigrants. Former Border Patrol chief talking about the Biden administration had this to say on Fox. Take a listen. Former Border Patrol chief and former acting ICE director. Ron, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Let's start off on this notion of this issue with the terror watch list. We'll pull up the numbers for our viewers. 169 people that were on the terror watch list were encountered in the fiscal year 2023. So far in this fiscal year, which started in October, that number is 30. And those are the people that were encountered. We don't know how many on the terror watch list slipped in. Uh, Let me ask you, Ron, when you see this and then you hear about the 10 IEDs and uh, explosive devices that were found on the border, and then you see the video of people cutting the border wall, it seems like they're more brazen about what they're doing. There are more people coming in. Uh, What do you make of, of of the threat that this nation faces going into 2024 from the border? Well, thanks for inviting me, Brian. Yeah, this is a good this is a good example of the threat that's in the mix, right? All of these people on the terror watch list. Uh, and what we know now, given what the conditions are at the border, is that the cartels are in control. You, you could not have a better president than Joe Biden if you're in the Taliban or if you're a Mexican g- drug cartel or if you're a proxy of Iran or Iran itself. And th- the threat that's in the mix that exists every every single day, the point that you made. The 178 people that were encountered by CBP who are also on the terror watch list. But we know there's over a million people in the last couple of years that have what the Border Patrol calls known gotaways, which means what? Which means they saw people cross the border and were not able to apprehend them. They're overwhelmed by the number of encounters that they're seeing. And every single number is off the charts. The deaths at the border, the the criminally involved that we're catching, that the, the Border Patrol is catching, 
the people who are on the terror watch list that, that are being caught by the Border Patrol and the number of gotaways all off the charts because this president refuses to do his duty to protect the United States. And that threat does not stay in Eagle Pass. It does not stay in Yuma. It doesn't stay in places like Laredo, where I work. It goes all over the country. Those people are going to find a place to live all over the United States, coming too soon to a neighborhood near you. And that and that threat exists. We're in a proxy war in Europe. We're in a proxy war in the Middle East. And we're in a Cold War with China. You don't think that those proxy elements or the governments are taking advantage of what's happening on the southwest border. You're kidding yourself. And this administration and the Democrats in the Senate and the House refuse to do anything about it. Roughly seven million migrant encounters have happened under Joe Biden. And all of this is by design. Don't forget, share this podcast with your family and friends. Share it on social media. Please hit that follow button if you're listening on Apple iTunes or subscribe or auto-download, depending on what you're listening on, what platform. But make sure you follow us, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.